Now, little Bobby had a habit of stretching the truth. One day while he was walking home from school, he saw a large black dog run across the street right in front of him. And so he rushed home as fast as he could. And he told his mother, Mom, you are never going to believe what I just saw. And his mother said, Oh, what'd you see, Bobby? And Bobby replied, Well, while I was walking home, a huge black bear jumped out of the bushes and tried to eat me. But I was too fast, and I, I made it here before he could get me. You know, by this time, his mother was a little distraught and began to worry about Bobby's truth stretching. When his father returned home the next day from a business trip, Bobby excitedly ran to his father and, and told him the encounter that he had had on his way home. His father promptly told him, okay, Bobby, here's what I want you to do. You're going to go to your room. You're going to get down on your knees, and you're going to pray. And I want you to ask God what God thinks of your story. Within a few minutes, Bobby came bouncing out of his room and into the kitchen. So the dad asked, well, son, what did God think of your story? Well replied Bobby. God told me that when he first saw that big black dog, he thought it was a bear too. <laughs> My friends, I'm here to tell you today that life can be a bear. Amen? More often than not, life looks and feels like a mean old bear. You know, and one of the things about bears is that they are relentless. They just never give up. So, too, are the pressures of this thing called life. And it can feel like a bear. Every day, we feel the wear and the tear of the relentless presence of that bear's pursuit. It should not <laughs> surprise us that one of the predictable results of this relentless pressure is stress, is worry, is anxiety. You know, the Apostle Paul shares with us a promise here in the fourth chapter of Philippians. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. My friends, did you hear that? Be anxious for what? Be anxious for nothing. Worry about nothing. In other words, don't take on stress. Don't take on worry. Don't take on anxiety. God's Word tells us that whatever is troubling you, whatever is causing you to be restless, whatever is weighing down on your spirit, what are we supposed to do? Pray. I know in some ways, isn't it sound simple? Pray. Whatever it is, 
that's causing you anxiety, pray. Now, there's another part of this, because if you do this, there's another promise that comes our way. When you pray, something happens. You know what that is? Peace. But not just any peace. It's a peace that passes all understanding. And that's what verse 7 says. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious even for one thing. You know, it's interesting because what this does is it puts the ball in our court, right? I mean, isn't it beautiful that God has given us this life and that God then says, okay, you choose how you're going to live it. Do you want to live your life with fear and anxiety and worry and anxiousness? Or do you want to take that stuff and give it to God? It is. It is a choice. And you must choose. You can choose worry. You can choose anxiety. Or... You can choose a scriptural alternative, and you can give it to God. This passage is a picture of God inviting you to come, to come and to lay your burdens down. And so I want to ask you, are you carrying something heavy today? Is your heart filled with worry? Are you wondering why you're even here? Like, you know what? I've got so much pain, I'm not even sure I can get out of bed and come. But you're here. You're tuned in online. And there's a reason God called you. God didn't take your choice away. God called you. And God is saying to you, I love you, and you don't have to carry this alone. You don't have to carry it at all. Give it up. Lay it down. Jesus told his followers, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Or what about Psalm 55, 22? Cast your cares on the Lord and it is God who will sustain you. God will never let the righteous fall. There's an exchange here. You go to God. You give God your cares and your worries and your anxiety, and God gives you back peace. Doesn't sound like a fair exchange, does it? But praise be to God, God's not fair. God's a God of grace. God's a God of love. You know, Oswald Chambers, in his wonderful devotional, writes this. Are you obsessed by something? You know, if I'm obsessed by something, if I'm obsessed by worry and anxiety, I think about it all the time. It takes over who I am throughout the whole day. That's all I can think about. At night, I'm, even when I lay down, I'm thinking about it. You know what? Sometimes I even dream about it. I think about it so much. And Oswald Chambers goes on to say this. The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. And the beginning of faith is the end of anxiety. 
I'm going to say that again. The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. And the beginning of faith is the end of anxiety. My friends, the equation here is not complicated. It's very clear. If you want to worry less, watch more news on television, right? (laughs) Spend time on social media if you want to worry less. Oh, no, no, that's not what the Bible says. You want to worry less, pray more. You want to worry less, give it to God. Now, becoming a believer in Jesus Christ does not make your problems disappear. But being a part of God's family does give you an advocate. The Holy Spirit, God's on your side. Do you believe it? And will you take your cares, your worries, and your anxieties to God? Because here's the thing. God wants us to learn how to trust, to trust in God better. Peace does not come from a change in our circumstances. Peace does not come from the people we interact with and deal with. Peace definitely does not come from the world. If anything, the world will take your peace away every time. Lasting peace, true peace, a peace that passes all understanding can only come from God in Christ Jesus. Now, it gets even better. The Bible tells us that this peace of God will also guard your hearts. Guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. You know that phrase, will guard, it's actually a Greek military word, which means that God is going to set up a sentry over your heart and your mind. Paul points us to a picture of a soldier patrolling and keeping watch at the gates of your heart and soul, making sure that no harm gets passed because you are being guarded. God's power will guard you so that you will not be overtaken by the fears and anxieties of this world. Again, my friends, this is God's promise, and it is ingrained throughout the Holy Scriptures. You know, so often we dwell on the negative. So often we dwell on the things that we don't like. But in so, in do, in so doing, we don't relieve anxiety. We add to it. And that's why Paul says this, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure and pleasing, commendable, if there's any excellence there's anything worthy of praise, think about those things and God's peace will be with you. My friends, you know, in, our, in this world, we do have things that wear us down. And some of these things, let's be honest, are big. Even things like when we face death, pain, tragedy. And it may be in those times that it's most important to stay focused on Jesus Christ.
to make focus on the amazing love and grace of God that can take us even through the most difficult thing. Even if we find ourselves walking through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with us. You know, there's a great hymn that many of us have grown to love. We've been singing it our entire life. And we've heard it, but maybe you haven't heard the story behind it. You see, the writer of this great hymn was a Chicago lawyer named Horatio Spafford. In 1871, Chicago was devastated by a great fire that destroyed much of the city, including many of Spafford's own properties and his personal possessions. And at the same time, his son died. But in spite of his own personal loss, he unselfishly helped others who had become grief-stricken and found themselves homeless because of the fire. Sometime later, he and his wife and his four daughters planned a trip to England where they were going to take part in a revival with the evangelist D.L. Moody. As their ship was about to depart, Spafford was unexpectedly detained by urgent business. And so he sent his family on ahead with the intention of joining up with them later. As the ship neared England, it collided with an English sailing ship, and it swiftly sank, drowning 226 of the 273 passengers on board. Spafford's wife was one of the 47 who survived. And she sent a telegraph back to Chicago with these two words, saved alone. Their four daughters had drowned in the tragedy. Spafford left immediately for England, and as his ship approached the area where his daughters had drowned, he penned these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let his blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. My friends, I don't know about you, but I'm going to speak for myself. I carry my burdens around. And you know, every once in a while, I'll even give them up. 
And then when no one's looking, I'll go back and I'll pick them back up. (laughs) Apparently, I'm not the only one that does that. But you know what? God is still good and God is still love. And every time I give it up, I'm going to feel God's love, God's presence, and God's peace in my life and in my heart. I need to stop worrying. I need to stop being so anxious. I need to choose to lay my burdens down and to receive the gift of love and grace that comes as peace. A peace that passes all understanding and a peace that guards my heart and my mind. Because when I do that, I am living in faith. And when I live in faith, even though I still have problems, even though things are going to assault me, even though sorrows like sea billows are going to come at me, because of Jesus Christ right by my side, because the peace that I have, I'll be able to say, it is well with my soul. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.